Good morning, good morning. Happy New Year. What a weekend. You guys have grit. You're out of church today, huh? Woo! I knew we couldn't close because the people of hope, we need to meet with Jesus, whether it's in person or online. We've got to start off our year with church. And man, I'm really excited about what God has for us this year. Today we're talking about just our word for the year. And uh, you can have one individually, we have one corporately. Um, it's a focus for 2024. It's something that you're going after with God. It's something maybe that was spoken over you, maybe something God said to you, or maybe something you just want to claim for yourself. Maybe something you want to work on with Jesus. It's a goal to go after in 2024. Hey, if we haven't met before, I'm Ashley, by the way. I'm the senior pastor here, and I'm so glad you joined us this morning. I see some new faces. Way to come to church on a snowy day for your first time. That's awesome. I love that. And if you're watching from home, we're so glad you're watching. Way to be safe. Sometimes it's just as hard to decide to stay home as it is to decide to go. My family, we were driving up from Pennsylvania this morning, and the highway's got one lane open, you know, and we're driving, and somebody's passing everyone. I'm like, where are you passing them to? And then, you know, we get by an exit ramp, and then they're slowly going down the ramp because the ramps weren't plowed yet. This is so funny, but thank you so much for being here today, everyone. All right, I have the pleasure of being surrounded by an amazing staff team. We've got awesome people of hope, and I want to show you some of their words for the year because I want you to kind of get some ideas, maybe spark some um, creative thoughts around what's my word for the year going to be. And so uh, we have our full-time staff. Um, we're going to show you a video of them, what they're going after in 2024. My word for the year last year was trust, and it was really cool because God gave me lots of opportunities throughout the year to trust in Him and like just gentle, small ways that I could practice that and that He was growing that in me. And then towards the end of the year, I went up for prayer and I got prayer with somebody who was telling me what they felt like God was saying to them for me. And it was Him, He was saying, um, I love you and I trust you, which was awesome because I didn't feel like he could trust me. So I said, how can you trust me? And he said, I know who I created you to be. I know the, like who I made you to be according to my plan. And that's who I'm making you into. And I trust you. So it was awesome how God took me full circle through that trust and this year and just grew me and it developed it in me as I trusted in him. And uh, my word for the year this year is calling or purpose. I'm excited to see uh, as I've grown in grace and trust over the past few years, what he has for me as far as what he put inside of me, what he's unlocked in me, what he set me free to go into uh, the purpose and the calling that he has for me to use my gifts uh, to for other people, like what Richie was saying, like anointing and using my gifts and to uh, help and serve other people. My word for the year is expect. Romans 8.15 talks about living a life that is childlike, that goes up to God and just says, what's next? Because you're excited for the adventure, you're expecting something good to happen, and that's the kind of life that I wanna live. I don't want to attach the good things that God has for me to what I've done, or attach them to having my ducks in a row, because that's not how it works. God is good because He's good, and I have seen His faithfulness in my life, but I want to live a life that expects His goodness to be something that I will see in my life. So I'm excited to see what God has in store for 2024. 
My word for the year is response. Um, Romans 12.1 talks about what is our response to God's marvelous mercies. And I know life is kind of like the saying, it's like life is kind of like 10% what happens and 90% how you respond to it. And I feel like there's a call in my life to worship Jesus at a different level than I have in the past. And I will respond to that. I just want to respond with, you know, with praise. And I want to lift up his name in a different way than I have before. And I also know kind of on the flip side of that, I also know that there's lies and there's growth things inside of my heart. And I want to respond to that in like a healthy way and respond to it, not in like a cover it up kind of way and just like try to lead into my strengths, but try to grow the, the small places in my heart. So I am so excited for 2024. My year, word for the year is response. My phrase for the year is show me your glory. A couple years ago, this was a prayer that I had and God brought it back up. Um, I love the verse in Exodus when Moses goes up on the mountain and he says to God, show me your glory. And God is faithful to me him in that he hides Moses in the cleft of the rock and he passes by him. And Moses sees the back of God and it marks him in a way that he comes down off the mountain and his face glows. And I just love that that experience that he had with God and seeing his glory was obvious to all those he interacted with. So that's what I'm believing for this year, that God would show me his glory. The word of this year is a year of productive. And I remember Pastor Ash talking about the story the, of the parable of the talents. And God has been speaking to me spiritually at the end of the 2023. And it's been something that he's been tying on my heart about the whole story that God has blessed us with talents and gifting. And I see in my life where there's things that God has blessed me with, I have not put it to use. And I'm believing 2024 is a year I'm gonna put it all to use. I wanna be that good servant says, I wanna use everything you've given me to be a blessing to others. I'm believing places that I have been nervous or scared to put it to work, I'm gonna put it, I'm not gonna bury anything. This is a year that I'm gonna put it to work. So that's I'm believing, a year of being productive. Come on, so good. Thanks guys for being vulnerable and just sharing with us, you know, what you're going after with God this year. I love Noah's, that's why I had him kick it off, because it's so cool seeing what God did last year and how it wasn't just like a one-time thing in January, but it was a thing all year long. And then in December, you know, God really just tied it all up with a bow. And he's like, I trust you. And just going after that same thing with God all year long. You can do this with your kids. I talked about it at our school this week, uh, Hope Christian Academy in chapel. And my daughter's word for the year is faith. And I'm like, why is it faith? She's like, sometimes I get really scared about what grades I'm going to get in school and, you know, what might happen. And so I want to choose faith over fear. I'm like, that's awesome. Let's go after faith this year. Go ahead, next slide. Thank you. The year before I became the lead pastor of Hope, my word for the year that someone else spoke over me was destiny collision. They said, this year, all of your gifts, all of your experiences, all the pain that you've gone through you're gonna realize it in your destiny and i'm like yeah okay that sounds great and then then this happened and i'm like wow that's amazing this past year god's word for our church was filling filling to overflowing being filled by the holy spirit and i, I think he really delivered on that word what do you think yeah it's been pretty awesome i just want to encourage you identify a word 
a phrase this week. Look for a scripture that goes with it. Write it in your journal. See what the Bible has to say about it. So ask God, hey, what do you have for me this year? What do you want to go after together? Or, you know, maybe you read something in your Bible. You're like, that's the thing I want to go after. Ask God. See what the Bible says about it. And then share it. Tell someone about it. Speak it out into the atmosphere. Declare what you're going after. Testify. I'm excited for what God's going to do from January all the way to December. I can't wait to see what he's going to do in 2024. We have no idea what it is, but we know that he is good. So it is good. And so the word that I believe God has given me for our church in 2024, I'm really excited to share it. There's been a lot of, just a lot of fight this week to get this word out. You know, when chaos comes at you from every angle, starting with things that seem kind of natural, you know, maybe you have a little sniffle and then it starts to snowball and then suddenly people are talking about you and then you have a big snowstorm and then you get the stomach flu yesterday. I'm just talking hypothetically from my own experience. And multiple attacks happen all at once from many directions. It's not about you. And it's more about the territory that the enemy is about to lose. It's a sign that you've crossed a threshold. Come on. In your authority. And Satan, he has to send an army against you. Not just a few demons to distract you, but a legion, which sees you as a threat. When the enemy is exposed, he'll make a lot of noise because that's really all he can do. He has no authority. I've seen this time and time again where the enemy, he'll send a campaign against us to shut doors. And what happens is it actually fast tracks us into our purpose and into our destiny because what the enemy means for evil, God uses for good. You know, no one can shut the doors that God has opened for your life. Come on. So the word that I believe God has given me for our church in 2024 is wide open spaces. Wide open spaces. Come on. Actually, that's three words, I know. See, you can bend the rules a little bit around that. Wide open spaces. It's not the 1998 Dixie Chicks song. Wide open spaces. If you're of a certain age, you will have heard that song. It's not that, but maybe that will help you remember it. What was she talking about in church today? Wide open spaces. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. It says, By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with Him, make us fit for Him. We have it all together with God because of our Master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and we discover at the same moment that He has already thrown open His door to us. We find ourselves standing where He where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. Come on. So what is this saying? God has us where he's always wanted us. How do we enter into that? By faith. 
by trusting in Jesus. That's what he's always wanted us to do. Set us right with him, make us fit for him. He does that when we trust in Jesus. We have it all together with God because of Jesus. And that's not all. When we open the doorway to our heart, to God, we, d- we discover he's already opened all the doors to us. He's been waiting for us. He's like, this is where I've always wanted you to be. Wide open spaces of God's grace. Oh man, there's so much freedom in his grace. And his glory. Standing tall. Come on, not hunched over, not scared, not beat down, standing tall and shouting our praise. Come on. This is the year we explore the wide open spaces of his grace. I want us to picture a big old field. It's summer and it's nice and there's wildflowers. You don't bump into anything in the field, right? You can see far beyond yourself. Feels like you can see forever. You can run around. You don't have to worry. You're free. That's what God's grace is like. His love, he says, you can't figure out how high and how long and how wide his love is. Come on. His grace. It's wide open. We only scratch the surface of it. And our first series of the year next Sunday is called Reset. And it's going to be about singing our praises to God, like this verse is talking about. We're returning to a heart of worship. Because worship is probably not what you think it is. It's not music. We love to worship together, but there's so much more to worship. I'm excited about it. Brian shared with us last week, actually. Come on, that was so good. If you didn't watch, you should go back and watch. So this week we're going, this year we're going from pressure places to wide open spaces of God's grace. Because when God saves you, he delivers you from being stressed out, worried, under pressure of religion, self-reliance, boxed in, crushed, condemned, in between a rock and a hard place from being critical, judgmental, overwhelmed, into this wide open space where you experience his care for you and the adventure of a lifetime with him. Wide open spaces of rest for your soul, come on, joy for your present, healing and freedom from your past, hope for your future, where we experience his fruit, his good gifts, everything that God has for us through the overflow of the Holy Spirit, and we're transformed as we trust in him. The more we explore his grace, the more he expands us on the inside, and all those small places, those limited places, they start to be expanded. He takes the limits off of what we expect from him. You know, it's the same thing that God did for the Israelites when he brought them out of Egypt. They were enslaved for many, many years. It's all they knew. Every day they were told when to wake up and what to do. They worked for other people. They were in bondage. And God said, no, 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 I wanna take you to the promised land, a land of milk and honey, a land where there's fruit that you have to carry on your back. It's so big. 
a land of my grace, of my provision, a land where the Holy Spirit guided them by the pillar of fire and cloud. You know, we're a lot like those Israelites. Before Jesus, we have slavery mindsets, slave to sin and fear and shame and condemnation, small things, wrong thinking about our identity, limiting ourselves and God. And Jesus, he's our deliverer. And when we trust in him, he takes us into wide open spaces, that promised land of God's grace that God has always had for us. Come on. That Eden place he's always wanted us to experience where we walk with God, where we talk to God, where we relate to God without shame. We experience his grace where we know we are adopted as his kids. We are his children, his sons, his daughters. We are loved by our Father. Where nothing that he promises is off limits to us. And it's not temporary. It's not a temporary earthly location like the promised land with Moses and the Israelites. No, no, no. Wide open spaces right now and then into eternity. Last year, my husband and I, we were dog sitting his brother's dogs while he was deployed overseas. And we actually have a picture of one of the dogs. That's Jameson, and that's our son, Ryder. You know, there's something about cages that kids are like, wow, this is like a fort, so much fun. Don't worry, the door was open. (laughs) The thing with these dogs is they stayed in that crate for a few days because that's where they felt safe, you know? They didn't know us. They didn't know our house. We're like, come on out. Our house is great. We have food out here for you. It's fun. There's kids out here. I don't know. Maybe they're like, too many kids. Come on out. You know, they stayed in that crate. And sometimes we're like that. Where God's like, come on out. Experience my grace. Come to my freedom. It's amazing. And we're like, I don't know. I know my crate. I know the perimeters of where I box myself in. And I'm used to that. And it feels safe. We think we're locked in, but we're not. The confinement, it's imaginary. The door's open. Some of us, we've been in prison so long, we don't even know what an open door looks like. Who told you you needed to be in a prison because of your sin? Who told you you needed to walk around with shame and guilt? No, 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 the door's open. What lies are keeping you trapped? I love how John said, I'm taking off the lies. Maybe you have a toxic friendship and God's like, I've already released you from it. I don't know why you're still in that friendship. Come on out. Maybe you have impossible expectations that you put on yourself. Come on out. There's no pressure in Jesus. Maybe you have a soul crushing job. Maybe you need to apply for new jobs. God's like, I made you with passions and purpose and gifts. Why are you suffering? Come out of the cage. Apply for jobs. Chakuri, last week, applied for over 100 jobs. Don't you know God provided an amazing job? But he had to come on out and say, I'm believing. Come on. Maybe you're in an addiction. The door is open. You can come out. Maybe you think God wants you to be miserable because that's Christian sacrifice or he allows people to be sick. Maybe you're stuck in fear. Maybe you're believing something about God. It's not in the Bible. Come on 
out to the wide open spaces of his grace. He's a good father. He does not want his kids locked up. He sent Jesus to ransom us, to redeem us, to purchase our freedom. We're free. Come on. Why do we think we deserve the crate when God has given us the whole house? He wants us to go from pressure places to wide open spaces of grace. Romans 8.1. Flip on over to Romans 8 if you have our Bible, and if you don't, we'll put it on the screen. Those who enter into Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous, low-lying black cloud. Are you under a cloud today? You don't have to. You don't have to live there. A new power is in operation. The sphere of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime, a brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. The Holy Spirit, he's cleared the air. You can breathe. You have freedom to think. You have permission to heal because of Jesus. But you've got to explore those places with him. Don't be afraid. Spend time this year. Put some margin in your life so you can spend time in his presence. So you can experience his grace. So you can get out of that crate of what you've always known. Galatians 5.1, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Why did Jesus set us free? For freedom. To live in freedom. Don't let anything put you back in slavery. Back in believing less than. Back in believing lies about your identity. He set us free so we could be the freest, most unstuck, most unrestricted, peace-filled, joy-filled, come on, liberated people on the planet. Come on. We open the door of our heart to God, and he's already opened all the doors to us because of Jesus. And he's always wanted us to come out of our smallness into his bigness. It's like Jesus said to Peter, you know, they're all in a boat. And he's like, Peter, come. And Peter's probably thinking, this boat is safe. I know the parameters. All my friends are in the boat. But Jesus, I can trust you. It's a wide open space out there on the water. I don't know what's going to happen. And without you, Jesus, I don't even have permission to go out there. But, but because of you, you're making a way for me to explore this wide open space. Jesus says, come. And Peter, he walks out to him, exploring the open door that Jesus has given him. Wide open spaces, they're places of faith. You don't have to explore them. But man, there are, there are good things for you from God. There are opportunities in your life. You don't have to go after them. But God's saying, I'm giving you this wide open space. I would love for you to come on out. Come. Come. You can trust me. You know, even when we're going through something, these wide open spaces, they're places of more. Back to Romans 5 and verse 3. There's more to come. 
We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Come on. says we go through hard times but we wouldn't trade those because what God does internally in us expands our character it expands our ability to receive from him and so when he's pouring out what he has in the Holy Spirit we don't have enough containers to hold it it's above and beyond what we could ask or imagine and it's like the widow with the oil in the Old Testament Elijah said to her gather some jars Gather them from your neighbors and from your friends and from your family and pour the oil. She poured the oil out, lots of jars. And the last jar, when the last jar was full, the oil stopped. The oil only stops when we stop providing the containers, when we stop going after these wide open spaces. His willingness to give, it's always beyond our willingness to receive. God is only limited by our expectations. Take the limits off of what you believe God can do this year. Is it God's will to heal you? Yes, it's always God's will to heal. Is it God's will for you to have influence at work? Yes, he put you there for a reason, to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Come on. Is it God's will for your family to find restoration? Absolutely. Come on, we have this ministry of reconciliation, Galatians 6.1 says. Is it God's will for you to forgive? Absolutely, he wants you to have freedom. For freedom, you've been set free. Don't go back to a yoke of slavery like unforgiveness. If it's in his word, it's in his will. The reality is we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. He wants us to overflow with grace so we have grace to give away. It's not just for us. There's more in store for 2024. If God did not spare his one and only son, how will he not with him freely not give us all things? He gave us Jesus. Of course he's going to give us everything else that we need for life and godliness. Come on. He's expanding our capacity to receive from him. Because up until this point, he's been taking us on a wilderness journey. And he's like, it's time to go in and take the promised land. You know, in 2020, the whole world, we were all confined. Stay in your house, confinement. Wear a mask, confinement. Small places, be afraid, confinement. A spirit of fear covered the globe. We were all in this pressure place. God is healing that trauma. This Easter, we're doing a series, it's called Desert Bloom, all about healing from trauma. God's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his mighty power at work within us. We don't have to live in that fear, tiny, confined place anymore. We could come out and experience his freedom. He's expanding our hearts for the people in our lives, our loved ones, our enemies. He's expanding our hearts to give away grace. He's expanding our souls. Holy Spirit is filling them 
to overflowing so we can give him away to other people. He does the work. Our part is that we rest in him. We trust him. Like we sang this morning, we give him glory. He's calling us out into the wide open spaces of his truth where we're secure in his love for us. We don't have to look to anyone else for identity. Wide open spaces of being secure in relationship with Jesus. Which, you know, it sounds confined. Jesus is the only way. He's the one way. But when you go with him the one way, he opens the door to everything else. He wants us to lean on his wisdom, not our understanding. He wants us to rest in his love for us. He wants us to experience his safety. King David talked about that. He talked about wide open spaces. Psalm 18 and verse 1. He says, I love you, God. You make me strong. God is my bedrock under my feet, the castle in which I live, my rescuing night, my God, the high crag where I run for dear life, hiding behind boulders, safe in the granite hideout. I sing to God the praise lofty, and I find myself safe and saved. The hangman's noose was tight around my throat. I was in a pressure place. Devil waters rushed over me. Hell's rope cinched me tight. Death traps barred every exit. A hostile world, I call to God. I cry to God to help me. From his place, he hears my call. My cry brings me right into his presence, a private audience. I'm going to skip over to verse 16. Me he caught. He reached all the way from sky to sea. He pulled me out of that ocean of hate, that enemy chaos, the void in which I was drowning. They hit me when I was down, but God stuck by me. He stood me up on a wide open field. I stood there saved, surprised to be loved. God made my life complete when I placed all the pieces before him. When I got my act together, he gave me a fresh start. Verse 24. God rewrote the text of my life when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes. Good people taste your goodness, God. Whole people taste your health. True people taste your truth. Bad ones can't figure you out. He was in a tight space. He was trapped on every side. And he called to God who rescued him. And God, he took him from that tight place and he put him in a wide open field. Come on. And David said, I'll put all the pieces of my life before you, God. That's what we want to be like, like David, out in this wide open space where we say, God, I'll trust you. I'll trust you with this place and this one and that one. I want to experience your grace in all these areas. When you trust God with every area, you get his goodness in return. You get his wholeness. You get his truth in every area. You bring the kingdom of heaven to wherever you're at. You bring the atmosphere of heaven to your workplace because the Holy Spirit lives in you. You bring healing to your home. You tear down strongholds and generational patterns. You take thoughts captive. You make them obedient to Jesus. You know, Richie, he talked about new territory a few weeks ago. I'm like, that's awesome because that's what we're doing in 2024. We have new territory to take and we're able to take the land. Come on. You know, Caleb, he was 85. He was of the group that were delivered from Egypt. And he was of the group sent to spy out the promised land. And he was of the two people who said the truth about the promised land. And he was of the two people 
who said, our God is well able. And everyone else said, no, 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 we can't. We can't take the land. We should just go back to slavery. We should go back to those pressure places. But Caleb, he was 85 years old when God said, all right, it's time. And Caleb said, give me my mountain. Come on, give me my wide open spaces. I trust you, Lord. Come on. Some of his companions, they couldn't go with him. He's like, I'm going to go after what God has for me. You know, last year, Richie said, you could play church. And we're like, no thanks. He said, you could leave, give up, no thanks. Or you could go after God. And that's what we've been doing. Come on. And Holy Spirit, he has been filling us and preparing us to go forward into wide open spaces because what we have, we need to give away to other people. The healing that we have, other people need healing. The freedom that we have, other people, they need freedom. The people in our lives, they need these wide open spaces. Oh my gosh, so much of our country, we live in this pressure place. We don't have to. Romans 5, verse 6. It says, Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't, and he doesn't wait for us to get ready. He's not waiting for you to get ready. Come on. He presented himself for the sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, and we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. Now that we're set right with God by means of this sacrificial death, the consummate blood sacrifice, there is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way. There is no longer a question. If you've trusted in Jesus and you have a question in your mind like, is he upset with me? There is no longer a question. If when we were at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of his son, now that we're at our best, because we have Jesus, we are at our best, just think of how our lives will expand and deepen by means of his resurrection life. Come on. This is the life that God has called us to. This is the truth of the life in Jesus. And sometimes throughout history, you know, church and religion gets this idea that we need to control and tighten up things and put pressure on ourselves and perform and I'm just here to tell you that this year this is the year where we explore the wide open spaces of God's grace come on they're better than we can imagine and you know what we'll explore them all this year and we'll barely scratch the surface because there's so much of God compared to us but man we're gonna go after it in 2024 Saying, God, come on. We trust you for your grace. No pressure, place. I want to encourage you this week. Talk to God about your word for the year. If you don't have one, then this is your word. If you do have one, this is also your word corporately. It's what we're going after together. Wherever we can give away freedom, that's who Jesus is.
Our lives, they expand because of Jesus' sacrifice. You know, reading this whole passage from Romans, talking about throwing open the door to God and his doors are open to us, it made me think of Revelation 3.20. Jesus says, I'm standing at the door, knocking. If your heart is open to hear my voice and you open the door within, I come into you and feast with you and you'll feast with me. If you're here today and you've never opened up that door to Jesus, we want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. We get so excited about this part of church because it is the doorway to the wide open spaces. Let's just close our eyes. We're going to bow our heads together. The Bible says we believe in our hearts. We open up the door in our hearts and we confess with our mouth that Jesus, he becomes our Lord and Savior. His blood, it cleanses us. And so let's just pray together. If you want to trust in Jesus, you can pray out loud with us. We say, God, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I trust in Jesus. Thank you for his blood that cleanses me. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who goes with me. Help me to explore your wide open spaces in 2024. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed. Did you just trust in Jesus? Would you just lift up your hand and let me know? No one's looking around. Yep, thank you, thank you. That's so awesome. Thank you, thank you. Congratulations. Come on, thank you, Jesus. You can put your hands right back down. Let's celebrate these decisions together. Come on. the best decision you can make and I would encourage you get planted in a church if you like this one we'd love to have you as a part of it if we're not your cup of tea that's okay we can recommend some really great places there are churches all over going after Jesus together and building his kingdom and we just love supporting other local churches we got to go worship with Journey Church on Friday night it was so much fun we are for unity in the church come on I want to encourage you get a Bible there's lots of great Bible reading plans. If you download version. it's called. It's free. Most importantly, just talk to God. Spend time with Him. Maybe it starts with going after something with Him in 2024. So wide open spaces here. Well, to that end, I want to talk to you about our new vision statement. And I know a lot of you are watching online, but so many of you are here in the house. And we talked about it at our team gala if you were able to be there in December. But here's what it is. At Hope Church, we are refreshed and rooted in the unforced rhythms of grace from Jesus. Come on. In Jesus, we find rest for our soul, joy for our present, healing and freedom from our past, and hope for our future. We experience the fruit and good gifts that God has for us through the overflow of the Holy Spirit, and we're transformed from the inside out as we trust in Him. Come on. That perfectly describes who we are. Come on. And I know it's a lot, so we're just going to shorten it and say refreshed and rooted in the unforced rhythms of grace of Jesus. And if you're here at the gala, you have shirts that say that, and we're going to write it on our foyer wall. We've got lots of fun projects planned for this year. But everything comes from knowing Jesus. And as we're connected to him, he says in John that he's the vine and we're the branches. And if we remain in him, then he does things through us. He, he transforms us. He heals us. He gives us a purpose. 
He does what we cannot. And he gives us the living water of the Holy Spirit. The term rooted, it comes from Colossians 2.6. It says, now just as you trusted Christ to save you, trust him too for each day's problems. Live in vital union with him. Just as you trusted him by faith, trust him daily by faith. Verse 7, let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. See that you go on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. Let your lives overflow with joy and thanksgiving for all that he has done. That's what we want to do here at Hope. Rooted in Jesus, he's everything to us. And as we're rooted in him, what happens is he grows us. We're resting in him and he's nourishing us. He's changing our mindsets. He's expanding our thinking. He grows us. And then our lives, they overflow with joy because of the Holy Spirit. And we have joy to give away. And then the rhythms of grace, that, that part comes from Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30. I talk about this one all the time. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I love it. If that isn't the epitome of no pressure. Are you burned on a religion? Then get away with me, Jesus, and you'll recover your life. And I'll show you what a real rest in my finished work is like. Knowing that I did everything at the cross, there's nothing you can do to add to it. But you can rest in what I did, and you can receive everything that I purchased for you at the cross. You can receive a relationship with God. You can walk with me all the days of your life. You can work with me at your workplace. That's right. He still wants us to work for him, but not in uh, trying to earn something way, in a purpose way. And then watch how I do it. His rhythms of grace, they're not forced. It's not something we have to do. It's something that we get to do. And every rhythm of his that we embrace, we experience more of what he has for us. We learn to live free and light. And starting next Sunday, we want to invite you to our Roots and Rhythm Spiritual Formation Master Class. It's going to be during the 11 a.m. experience every week. It's a starting point to being planted. So if you want to go to that, go to 9 a.m. next week so you can get church. And then go to the 11 a.m. It's a one-hour experience, 11 to 12 every Sunday. If you don't go to church first, our sweet directors will send you back to church because we believe gathering together is the most important thing. But after that, this is the way to be planted. If you've been coming for a year or less, it's going to take us through some sermon series that we've done over the past couple of years and just some really good things that God has for you. And you don't have to go in order of the weeks. You can pop in any week. Maybe you go next week and then skip a few weeks and then go at the beginning of February. But there's four sessions. We're going to put them on the screen for you. First one is Rooted in Grace talks about how we are sons and daughters, not servants. Uh, we'll talk about how we love. That's a, a, a book that we went through this year, all about our attachment styles and how we connect with other people because of how we grew up and how we connect with God because of how we grew up. And it's so helpful, especially if you're married, but also if you're single. It's just really good for relating to other people, relating to children, relating to adults. We're also going to talk about emotions. The second session is Rooted in the Spirit. 
where we go over the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and spiritual gifts. The third session is daily rhythms. Talk about prayer and Bible and baptism. Get to discover a little bit about who God made you to be, uh, the gifts that he put in you, the personality that he put in you that reflects a piece of who he is. Every person in this room, you're made to reflect God. And there's some part of you that displays his glory, and it's amazing. You'll get to discover that. Week four is weekly rhythms. We're talking about work and rest and Sabbath, rhythms of life, purpose, coming to church and volunteering, all that, all that good stuff, groups, being a part. But really, Roots and Rhythms, this is kind of our entry point to, uh, to volunteering, to, to being in a group, really to any next step. It's the entry point to how do I relate to God? What does that look like? There's a lot of helpful tools just for all areas of your life and just some really fun things too. And you'll get to get to meet other people of hope and connect with them. And it's going to be a really good time. We're really excited about it.